Welcome to this week's message from a new church. For more information, or if you'd like to contact us, please visit our website, newchurch.nz. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy this message. Good morning, and God bless you. We are so blessed to be here um, in Renew Church. And uh, before I start this morning, I just want to um, introduce my beautiful Vicky, um, my soulmate of nearly 37 years, and uh, we've had a, a wonderful journey together. She's so much part of the ministry, and yeah, she's amazing. Bless you, darling. Good morning, everyone. Uh, it is such a gift for us to be here, and a joy for us to be here, and a privilege. And, um, and as Simon was uh, talking about... Um, um, our, our role in Northland. Um, I just wanted to, and how we probably share about more of it bef- um, later. But really, a lot of the beginnings are really in this church here, and um, and because how we came here um, when Graham was doing the Bible um, College years ago, and that laid the root, the the, uh, the the strength and the wisdom and the understanding and um, and the passion really. And, and um, out of that, when he was up in Northland. A, a fire started to come in his heart after coming from here um, each week. He would drive back home to um, back to Kaikoui and he'd um, have a uh, just keep seeing kids on the street at one o'clock or two o'clock at night and and um, or twelve o'clock at night and think. And the Lord suddenly put a, a, a bird on his heart for Moirua, and so it was really from this this place here that really it all began for us up there. And um, and so and and also. Um, our daughter Anna came along as well to the Bible College with Graham for a year, but she loved, loved, loved coming to youth group with um, with Simon, and that was real a real joy, and it really built her faith immensely. So we want to thank you as a church that's built our family. <laughs> awesome, yeah, thank you, Vicky. I'm a son of the house. <laughs> uh, it's a little ways back, I think about November 1980, sent out from um, Christian Renew. So uh, it's just a, a joy for us to be back. And just want to honour Simon and Christy, um, Kerry and Julie and the team of elders here. Um, what a fantastic um, welcome you've given us and what a beautiful um, venue this is. Since I saw it last, Simon, it's amazing. Um, all right, so I want to, you know, this morning, um, I just have to be honest with you this morning. I, I was a mess in the worship. I... That song, um, This Is Where I Surrender, Here I Surrender, um, on Friday I was just really uh, seeking the Lord and that song just came to my heart and I I just had an, a real encounter with Jesus and I, I sense that not only was the Lord speaking to me in that song, but he, I believe, was wanting to communicate something to you here. And I know I just sense your passion and your love for Jesus in this house. I I feel the presence of the Holy Spirit very powerfully among you. And I know that, you know, all of us are longing for greater moves of God, more of his Holy Spirit to break out through our lives and impact our region. And um, I just want to ask you to, if I get, if I don't make it through too well, Without some tears, just excuse me. But I just have to be honest and true to what I feel the Holy Spirit is placing within me this morning. So I, I want to share with you, and basically, I didn't know that you were going to sing that song today. 
I didn't know that. And I came in and said to Christy, can you ask the worship team or just even through the PA to just play that beautiful song, um, This Is Where I Surrender. And the worship, one of the worship leaders was next to me. He said, actually, we're going to sing that this morning. I thought, wow, God, you're on this. You are on this. And I, I just feel there's something in this song for us today. Um, I don't want to just take any more time about history and all of that stuff. I want to go straight into this because I know we've got limited time. But you know, there's two things that are very powerful in that song. And, and simply, this is where I surrender. I know that we, with a rich tradition in Pentecostalism, we thought when we started, and I thought this early in my life, I chose Jesus, you know. Wow, I chose Jesus. A little ways down the track, I began to realize he chose me. And you know, one of the powerful things, you see it in Scripture, and I, I'm not going to have time th- this morning, but in John 15:16, he just says, you didn't choose me, but I chose you. In Ephesians, it says he chose us in him from the foundation of the earth. We are chosen, beloved. And I want to, I want to just exhort you this morning that I believe that as much as we're longing and we are longing for the Holy Spirit to impact our region, I'm, I'm believing for the whole of this region. In fact, I'm believing for the Holy Spirit to sweep across this region through churches, little groups, larger groups. Every church in this region has been raised up by God for this hour because there is an amazing harvest coming to our land. And and prophecies from the early 80s and even 70s said and, and spoke and have been confirmed so many times that God wants to move through our region and he wants to move from the north. And so I believe that we have a prophetic part to play in the move of God through the nation. I'm not saying it's all going to happen in Northland, but I am saying we are entrusted with a prophetic destiny to usher the presence and move of God into our regions and into our nation. And so the blessing is coming from the north. And if you love avocados, we brought some down of the blessing of the north as a little sign of what God wants to do. Help yourself. They're out there in the order, in the foyer. So blessing, blessing. We want to see greater flows of the Holy Spirit. Who wants to experience a greater flow of the Holy Spirit? Do you want that? Because I believe God has it on offer. He has it. It's always on offer. And today it's on offer. He's saying, my sons, my daughters, if you want a greater flow of the Holy Spirit in your life, then there's two simple things that will facilitate that. And the first one is, this is where I surrender. Right now, this morning in this room, if you're here and you have pressing needs in your life and uh, all of us go through seasons of difficulty and need and we go through all kinds of um, challenges and as Simon alluded to that, the Christian life is not without its challenges. But I want to tell you this, that if you will surrender your need to Jesus today, he will meet you powerfully. He will come He will take the pain. He will take the brokenness. He will take that which is broken and he will begin to restore your life. Do you want to say amen to that? Those of you who have experienced that, um, a healing, 
and making a whole process of the Holy Ghost. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like He to do surgery in our hearts. And so I want to say to you, if you've come with need today, maybe you've not yet surrendered your life to Jesus, well, this is your moment. And I want to just encourage you today, you're not here by accident. You're here by the purpose and plan of God. I thought lots of things in my life were amazingly coincidental till I realized that Jesus was pursuing me. He was arranging the circumstances of my life to position me in the right place at the right time to meet the right people so that he could bring forth his purpose and reveal his love for me. And you're here this morning in the purpose of God. And he would say to you today, if you will surrender yourself to him, he will meet you and he will radically transform your life. So church, surrender your difficult situations to Jesus fully today. Get him inside your waka, inside your life. He dwells in us and he wants to uh, so transform us from the inside out. And then there's another area of surrender. You know, um, I've discovered in life that it's not only surrendering the bad stuff to Jesus, but sometimes he asks us to surrender the good stuff. Those, those possessions, those hobbies, those pursuits that begin to compete with his presence and his place, his first place as on the king of our hearts. And I've had a number of many, actually three or four major times in my life where I've gone off on a little sidetrack pursuing what was started out as a good thing, but that ended up taking more room and place in my heart. And he began to get jealous and he began to challenge me and say, son, I want you to let go of that. And I was like, oh no, it's a good thing, Lord. Yeah, I know it's a good thing, but it's got more of you than it should. And I've had to let go of some of the good things of life And you know what? He takes it away and then he gives it back and it's in its right place. And so I want to say to you today that there's surrender not only of the negative and the pain of life. Yes, he wants to take that, but sometimes there's surrender of things that are legitimate, but they're occupying too big a place in our hearts. And he says to his church today, if you want a greater flow of the Holy Spirit, then come to me and surrender. Come to me and surrender if you will allow me to be fully and totally the single desire and focus of your life, I will do extraordinary things through you. Simple key, but it facilitates the power and the greater move of the Holy Spirit. Simon touched it. He said, we don't want to just sing the songs, Lord. We don't just want to say, I surrender in the song. It has to translate through into a, a intentional choice within our life. The second thing I just wanted to bring to you today, um, and I, I, as I said, I, I, I just before I just go there, I just believe that the Holy Spirit, He never stops pursuing us. He never stops pursuing us. You know, ultimately, God doesn't want us to love Him for what He does for us. But he wants us to love him for who he is. He's the most beautiful, amazing, indescribable person. And the goal of his love toward us is to conquer our heart so that we love him and desire him above all else. Not because of the benefit, but because of simply who he is. And that's the, the goal of his, his love toward us. And he chases us down until 
That's the reality. The second aspect, I believe, and God will never stop pursuing you. He'll never stop going after you. He's He's after you. And his love ultimately will conquer everything, everything that I hold on to. Because if I have him, I have everything. You know, the tribe of Levi under the old covenant, when they divided up the inheritance in the land, uh, when it came to the Levites, the Lord said, they shall have no inheritance in the land because I am their inheritance. They actually got the best of all. Because if you got Jesus, you got everything. You got absolutely everything. He is everything. And with him is everything. The second area of surrender, I um, intentional surrender that I want to just present you with, and this is probably my major point today, is that I see in Scripture that God sometimes hides himself uh, to see if we will pursue. Sometimes he hides himself to see if we will pursue. Not just we're in need, when we're in need, but when we're not in need, he sometimes can be there, but he awaits a response from our heart. And the ultimate response he wants, as I said, is not only that we pursue him in need and pursue him um, when we have something that we need help with, but we pursue him when we don't. We pursue him just because he is, just because he is the one we love. There's a beautiful, amazing story in Second Kings chapter 4, um, 8 to 17. And it, it's about the, um, the, the lady in Shunem. And Elisha went to Shunem where there was a notable woman and she persuaded him to eat some food. She saw it. You must have seen Elisha passing by or in the marketplace or something. And she, she decided, I, I believe she saw the anointing and presence of God. She knew this was the prophet. And she persuaded him, oh, will you come, come? I've cooked and prepared food, would you come? And so he came. And so it was, as often as he passed by, he would turn in there and eat some food. Um, and she said to her husband, look now, this is a holy man of God who passes by us regularly. Let's make a small upper room on the wall and let us put a bed for him there and a table and a chair and a lampstand so it will be whenever he comes, he will turn in there. And it happened one day that he came there and turned into the upper room and lay down. And then he said to Gehazi, his servant, call the Shunammite woman. And when he had called her, she stood before him and she said to him, say now to her, look, you have been concerned for us um, with all this care. What can I do for you? Do you want me to speak on your behalf to the king or the commander of the army? She answered, I dwell among my own people. So he said, what then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, actually, she has no son and her husband is old. So he said, call her. And when he had called her, she stood before him in the doorway. And then he said, about this time next year, you shall embrace a son. And she said, no, my Lord, man of God, do not lie to your maidservant. But the woman conceived and bore a son when the appointed time had come 
of which Elijah had told her. So here's Elijah passing by. She says, come in, I want to give you a meal. And then she goes another step. She gets her husband and said, let's make a room for this um, prophet, this man of God, so that he has a place to rest. She had no motive in what she did. She simply wanted, she recognized the presence and anointing, and she says, I want to host this. And so uh, she brings God's prophet into her home, which under the old covenant is equivalent to inviting God into your home. And so she, this is what she does. And she, she says, um, I want to make room. I want to make a room for this prophet, this man of God in my home. I, I just feel, I just know that the Holy Spirit is on this. I, if you're anything like me, my life is assailed from multiple directions with needs, with, with busyness, with the challenge of family, with, with all kinds of things. And then on top of that, I add my own stuff as well. I, I am occupied from daylight till dark. But I felt the Holy Spirit saying this. He said, son, I want you to make a room for me. I want you to intentionally set aside time and place that you give more to me than token amounts of time. I want you, I hear the Holy Spirit saying, if you see me, I might be passing by your life. If you want more of me and you want a greater flow of the Holy Spirit, then you make room for me in your life. I, I, I really sense the Holy Spirit is on this for many of us today. He's on it for me, and I know that he's, I know, I don't think it's any accident that I'm here today with this in my heart. I believe that the move of God that we long for is going to come by this simple principle. Absolute surrender of everything that he puts his hand on, both not so good and the better things. But then beyond that, if we want more of him, he dwells in here. If we want more of him, then we have to make room for him to have greater influence and control over our all of life. That yieldedness to him is actually the key for a greater flow of the Holy Spirit. You know, we want more of him, but simply put, he wants more of us. He wants our wholehearted attention so that he can begin to download to us some things that we will not see unless we stop long enough and invite him into the room of our life, say, God, Download to me what I need in this hour, what this, what our communities need, what our nation needs. It's going to come as the people of God are fully surrendered and they're making quality room for God. There's an interesting story when you come over into the New Testament um, that remember the story where Jesus sent the disciples across the lake and the storm came. And Jesus was up in the, he went up the mountain to pray. But then later on he came down the mountain and he was walking across the water. And he made like he was going to go past the boat. 
and, and the disciples were really afraid. They thought it was a ghost. And I don't know, I mean, they, they cried out in fear. And Jesus graciously came into the boat. But you know what? He was going to pass by. He was looking for a response in the heart of those 12 disciples who knew him intimately. But he would pass by unless they responded. And so um, Luke tells us the beautiful story of Martha and Mary. You know, you know the story well. Who's a Mary in the room? Come on. Are there some Marys in the room? Are there some Marthas in the room? Some Marthas in the room? Here I am. I'm a Martha. Busy, distracted, so many things that demand my attention. You know the story. Martha ultimately said to Jesus, what, rebuke my sister, I'm out here doing all this stuff and she is just sitting at your feet, listening to you. And Jesus said, Martha, Martha, Mary has chosen the better part. I want you to just capture that. Mary has chosen intentionality in what Mary was doing. She would not let the obvious demand of the situation, her culture, demanded that she hosted well. And yet in that moment, she chose, I will be in Jesus' presence and I will listen and sit at his feet. I am convinced of this, that if we want to have significant um, downloads of things that we need in this hour for our desperate communities around us, it's going to be as we sit in his presence. And that's only going to happen if we're intentional. If we're intentional. It's not going to happen by accident. Greater move of God, um, greater intentionality in creating God's space for him to fill and move through us. My default is Martha. (laughs) My default is Martha. So choosing Jesus is intentional for me. I get up in the morning and my thoughts are, (laughs) I get in there and start speaking in tongues, put on the worship. Say, Jesus, you've got to be number one. Above all of this, there's many things that need doing, but you must be in that prime place in my life for me to do what you want me to do. Last story, Luke 24, the beautiful story of the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. And I, oh, this is just such a, a wonderful story. They're recounting all the things about Jesus and all the things that have happened. Jesus has been crucified. They're, they're disappointed and, and you know, they can't figure this thing out. And they're on the road to Emmaus talking and along Jesus comes and he joins himself to them. And he, and he says, what are you guys talking about? And they said, haven't you heard? Are you the only person who's not heard about what's happened in Jerusalem and how Jesus was crucified and all the things that go with that? And Jesus begins to expound to them from all the scriptures, all the things about himself. 
And, and, and later on they say their hearts were burning within them as Jesus unveiled the word, unveiled himself in the scripture. And at this point, they don't know it's Jesus. It's amazing. And they, they reach their destination. And he, he makes out that he's going to go further. He makes out that he's going to go further. Why is that? There's something in this church that when we intentionally choose Jesus, I will not let life go on with the, with the level of presence and anointing I have. I'm not going to let you pass by. There's an intentional invitation to connect with Jesus at this level. And so the disciples said to him, hey, come and dwell with us. Come and Come in and, and spend the night with us. And they, he come, Jesus comes in. And I reckon he's waiting for that, that invitation. Um, there's some things we'll receive as a matter of course, and some things that are going to come by intentionally creating this room and, and inviting Jesus to come into our lives. And so in comes Jesus, and it's interesting he says that, that he took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to them. And then their eyes were opened. There's a, something beautiful about this fellowship with Jesus, that in that place of fellowship, their eyes were opened. And suddenly they realized, Jesus is here right with us. A great story. And you can find more of them through the scripture, where when God's people have an intentional pursuit of God beyond and above the level that they may now live. There's a, a, there's a connection and a releasing of things that may not be accessed unless we do that. I, I love what Bill Johnson said some years ago. He said this, he said, God has not hidden things from us. He's hidden things for us. Just think about that. God is not hiding things from us. He's hiding things for us. And so how are they accessed? Intentional pursuit. Intentional pursuit will unlock things that may not be visible unless we do that. So I want to just leave you with two thoughts this morning. Um, two thoughts. Actually, I'm, I'm doing good, Simon. <laughs> I, I want to, I want to leave you with these two thoughts. Intentional surrender, where God chooses us. He, ch- he challenges us to lay down our pain, our anxiety, our fears, and the pain and difficulty and challenge of life. Bring it to Jesus. And secondly, he challenges us at times to lay down things that are not bad in themselves, but good in themselves. And there's an intentionality in our lives where we hear the call of the Holy Spirit. As I said to you, I've heard it at least four times. My little hobbies. Not long after I was married, I got off on this um, tangent of um, I didn't want to buy this... um, veneered chipboard furniture. Junk it is. I was after solid 
timber. Oak. So I got off on the oak furniture thing and I, it began to actually uh, occupy a place in my heart that when I was visiting other towns on ministry, I was actually creating the ministry so I could visit the second-hand shops in those towns and find some treasures. And the Holy Spirit came along and said, son, son, son. <laughs> you are not going to that town for ministry. You're going because you want to find some more treasures and op shops. Yes, Lord. And you'd think I'd learn from that, but it wasn't the only time. I had to surrender that one. A few years later, another one gets me. Old Tilly Lanterns. You know, old kerosene, you know, Tilly Lanterns. All right, had another journey down there. So, I don't know what it might be for you. But I would suspect this. We have an enemy of our souls. And what starts off good is easily, easily pushed over the line to become illegitimate because of taking the place that he alone has reserved for himself. And I want to just challenge you this morning. What about the good things of life? What about the blessings, even the blessings? And we're so blessed. We're so blessed. I'm so blessed. But I have to watch that my blessings don't become the love of my heart. But he does. He's the source of all blessing. And any time a blessing competes with him, he's going to come and tap me on the shoulder. And we need him to do that. Because a life that flows out the power of the Holy Spirit is a life where there's no competition. He must be number one. And so I want to bring to you that thought that maybe there's a good thing. Maybe it's a relationship. And I've experienced that too as a single guy. (laughs) Those girlfriends I had to give up because it wasn't the will of God. And that was painful. But you know what? Look what came along. (laughs) The ultimate perfect choice for me. And God did that. And that's a whole other story. But God, whatever you surrender, God will absolutely fill that part of your life. And he will bring to you, just as he did to the Shunammite woman, she made him her intentional choice. And then, almost like the Holy Spirit come and said, you have hosted us so well. What can we, what do you need? And she is barren. And she has a son. Beautiful, isn't it? If we will make room for God, he will come. And the second thing is, I want to just invite you this morning. I want to invite you because this is an invitation, I believe, from the Holy Spirit. If you want to come, because in a a moment or two, I'm just going to get the worship team to come and sing. This is my surrender. And I want to invite you this morning I know I'm probably, there's many of you so surrendered to Jesus, and that's wonderful. I just, I feel that in the room. So this is not a, in any way, a diminishing of your walk with Jesus in any way whatsoever. But I just know 
there's greater things to come. And the greater things that God has for our, our nation and our region are going to require men and women who are intentional in creating the space in their life to allow the Holy Spirit to download the strategies, the wisdom, the grace that we need in this hour in our our society as it stands this day. And so I'm going to invite you today, if you want to make a room in your life, you say, Lord, I'm going to intentionally actually make room for you at a greater level. Then I want you to just make that decision this morning, be intentional, because this is an intentional thing. You know, it's not a, it's not a have to, but it's a something that comes from your heart. Say, so God, I intentionally choose you today above all else. So there's two things this morning. If you want to just simply surrender a need to God, come over here on this side of the altar. Come over here if you want to surrender something that, a good thing that God's challenged you. Put that down, son, daughter, put that aside. I want to fill that space in your life at this time and trust him to give back to you and he will. Do you want to surrender that? For those of you who want to say, Lord, I want to make a room in my life for you. I'm going to be intentional today and say, Lord, I don't want you to pass by me in any sense whatsoever. Every day, I'm going to be inviting you to come and reveal to me the things that you have for me in this hour. Then you come over here, just make an intentional choice. And you know what, church? The presence and power of the Holy Spirit is going to go to a whole new level in this church. As you simply obey Him today, you're going to find that you already have an amazing presence, but it's going to go even higher and greater as He comes to fill those places that we surrender to Him. Do you want that? I want that for my own life. God, I want all that you have. So I want to invite you to stand right now and let's sing. This is where I surrender. This is where I lay it down. All my burdens and all my crowns. Sometimes successes, God wants us to put lay down. So all my burdens, all my crowns. Just come and ask Simon and the ministry team as we sing. Just come and begin to minister and pray for the people who come. Thank you, worship team. Thanks so much for listening. We hope it was an encouragement to you. To contact us or to find out what's happening at our church, please check out our website, renewchurch.nz.